Welcome to Living Aura, where women are getting set on fire for Jesus and lighting up their homes with powerful prayers as they're intentionally and obediently walking out their God mission. Hi, I'm Laura Gant, and the Lord has turned my ash into beauty and my tears into power. So now I'm on mission to stand fervently seeking God's face, radiantly in love with my Jesus and shepherding other women to do the same. You see, God is alive. His living water can fill you completely. So wife, mama, woman of God, let's rise up together and start leading a radical movement of women who are prayer warrior queens, faithful wives, mountain movers, doers of His Word, content and joyful lovers, giving generously from the well of Jesus, and setting a living aura in her heart, her home, and her marriage. Are you in? Join the movement at lauragant.com. Well, welcome back to Living Aura. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Leah Virgin, and she is a precious treasure. The first time I ever came across your channel, I I went to your website immediately and started reading everything you had written. And I just couldn't stop because it it aligned so much with my heartbeat for Jesus. And I could just see how you wrote things. You can see the love of Jesus through your words, and you can see how crazy you are about your father and, and how ignited you get when you get to help other women seek the heart of Jesus. And so I knew I had to bring you on to this um, podcast because you you have this you have this aura about you that is is igniting and it's magnetic and you're a light and i just i would love to just have you share and know that you have a lot of bible courses on your website that you do you're a life coach and um god's been bursting a lot of things inside of you for um bringing women to the heart of jesus and and into the word of god And so I can't wait to have you on and let you share. I know that you have a heart for um, connecting women to Jesus for the kingdom principles so that they become ignited to know what their identity is in Christ, that serving the Lord and bringing him glory is so fulfilling. And to do that is by giving them the resources that they need and the tools they need to build their businesses and become a better mom and a better wife for the kingdom. So Leah, welcome. Thank you, Laura. Thank you so much for having me on. I am so excited to be here today. Um, it has been, it is an honor and a privilege. And I often say, um, I am unworthy of the calling that God has placed on my heart. And yet it is my active worship to go forth and to be in obedience to the calling that he has given me. And so uh, I'm delighted to be here. Uh, just delighted to share with you guys. Uh, my name is Leah Mason Virgin. I am a Christian business coach, life coach, and author at burstingwithblessings.com. And I've been doing this for three years. Uh, I'm 45 years old. I have three amazing teenagers. I've been married for 23 years as of May 23rd, 2022. We're in 2022 now, ladies. And that is so exciting to me. Um, and, and it's funny because um, 
one of the things that I love about Laura's idea here is to really magnify women getting into scripture. And, you know, we were talking just a little bit before. And one of the things that I re- we really um, know is that the enemy lies to us about how significant scripture is. And so, yes, Laura, my goodness, I'm so excited to be here and just unpack this with you. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, the devil is a liar. He is roaming around. He's got an agenda to um, deceive us to uh, play tricks on, on, on our minds. Like we, as godly women who are fervent after seeking God's heart for our lives, there's a target on our back. Yeah. And so when with that on us, how can we better become equipped to go through life actively knowing that that is, that is on our, we have a target on our back to trick us and cause chaos temptation like but we have to know we have to become so fervently grounded and with our feet on the ground in Jesus to know whose we are so that when those lies come and the comparison thoughts and all of that we know what to do with it yes so true you know we also I think you know the world diminishes like how um how intentional we need to be in daily affirming who we are in Christ Jesus. And that's why God's word says, you know, pray without ceasing, renew your mind in the word. And when we choose to, you know, carve out that time with intention you know, then we get the empowerment of God. Then we are able to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. We're able to conquer fear and anxiety and, you know, uh, depression and all those things that I battled for decades. I battled for decades. I did not, I was saved at 13, but I didn't look like much of a Christian um, for many, many decades. Um, But, you know, but for God, right? I was one way and now I'm another, you know, he um, got a hold of my heart. And interestingly enough, it's because I won a mini iPad. So over, um, over nine years ago now, um, we were living at the time in Houston, Texas, that I was, uh, working as, uh, working in a hospital and, you know, you have to submit, you know, staff survey, you know, anonymously. And so I complained <laughs> about, <laughs> about the work environment and all the things. And if you do your staff survey, you're entered to win whatever it is that week. And somebody called me and they're like, Hey, you have won a mini iPad. And this is God. This is so, so God. Like he knew what it was going to take for, for me to finally become obedient to digging into scripture. And sometimes ladies, it just starts with listening to the word. And I won that mini iPad because God knew when that got into my hands that I was going to press play on the version app 
And I was going to fold laundry at night and I was going to listen to God's word and I was going to make dinner and I was going to listen to God's word. And I was going to start taking the steps um, on the journey to the promised land. And that was the beginning. It was the beginning of just, just listening. I, you know, I wasn't writing out scripture yet. I wasn't, you know, we often see the highlight reel in the online space of somebody on a stage, you know, at least the Turkers or whatever, on a stage, all fired up, you know, speaking God's word. And we think, my God, they just, you know, woke up one day and now they're on a stage. That's not that's not the way God typically works with us. I mean, even Paul, he had the transformation on the road. And then for three years, he was pulled to be trained to then go forth, right? And so that was the beginning of my training. Then I didn't know anything about what I was going to be doing years and years later or or how the flood of my home was going to bring me to such devastation that I was going to choose to go into a Christian coaching mom boot camp and realize that proclaiming the word of God, it's living and active and breathing sharper than a two-edged sword. It is, it is my energy. It is my strength. It is my shield. And that those things were going to transform me to then have God say, and now is the time for you to write your first Bible study and me to go, wait a minute. Oh my God, no. (laughs) But yet I had been prepared enough that at that moment I knew like, if you're calling me to this Lord, then you will speak through me. I will be your hands and feet because there is no way on God's green earth that I'm going to be doing this without you, Lord, because I am the last person that you should pick. I love, I love how God (laughs) qualifies us when we feel so unqualified, like not me really. (laughs) I know when I had to write my first book, I, I, I said, Lord, uh, writing is not my forte at all. It's like on down here on the bottom. <laughs> and he says, good, good. Stay there. Like, that's where I want you. I, Cause I want you to lean upon me for everything. Right. I I'm calling you to something that is so much bigger than you can do. Yes. And I, it sounds like th- that's your story too. Like that's where he, he began working in you. Yes. I mean, when he first was like, you know, I called you and he really did. When I was 18, I very distinctly heard God say, I want you to write about me. And, you know, I, I was even better than Moses. I was like, la, 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 la. I don't hear you, Lord, even though I hear you, but I'm going to pretend that I don't hear you and pretend that you think that I didn't hear you, but you know that <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept getting that when we moved from Houston. So, you know, that little mini iPad coming from, you know, with me from Houston to, to Maryland. And, you know, I'm listening and I'm starting to sit um, because I had a lot of PTSD after working in healthcare for over a decade. I was very, very broken. I had lots of anxiety, fear, depression. And I was sitting on my couch every morning after I would you know, shuttle my kids off, um, to school. And 
I was starting to write out prayers and starting to just dig into scripture. And as I was, as I would run, because that's when God, I can hear God. I mean, he's always talking ladies, if you think he's not. And by the by, I do not like that social media thing. Like, you know, the teacher's always quiet during the test. God's never quiet, ladies. He's never quiet. You want to know his voice. You read his word. You speak his word. You believe his word. You be his word. And you will know when he's talking to you, period. Okay. Let's just get that. So, you know, as I was running, he'd be like, I'm telling you to write about me. And, you know, you have to know we've been here for almost eight years and I've only been in the online space and obedient for three. So how many years had he been very distinctly telling me you need to write about me? And I'm like, I am the last person. I am not a person that should like I have lived a very heathenistic, worldly life for decades People are going to lose their minds when they start to see me talk about you. I am the last person who should be talking about you. God's like, okay, well, if I can't get a hold of you, then we'll just flood your house and let's see if I get your attention then. He got my attention, ladies. He got my attention. But, you know, it very much was like, we think that we are not worthy. We think that God, when he calls us, that somehow we have to be at some difficult level or at this perfection level or, you know, we, we make up all these stories because the enemy knows if you start stepping into your promised land, ladies, guess what? The Israelites, when they went into the promised land, they had to battle the enemy. There were enemies everywhere and the enemy, right? So when we're stepping into our promised land, if you think it's just going to be easy peasy and woo, blessings would just flow, milk and honey, it's all the thing. No, 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 no. You got to pick up your sword and you have to battle back to expand and enlarge your territory, your tent, bring peace within your borders, prosperity within your palace. You want all those blessings? Well, guess what? Pick up your sword, your shield, which is the word of God. Start speaking it, proclaiming it, believing it, and being it. And that was something very distinct that he told me that it was going to be speak it, believe it, be it. That's my hashtag tagline for bursting with blessings. And I, I just was like, okay, I'm going to be and do that. What you're telling me to do, even though I have no idea what this is going to look like. I have no idea what backlash I was going to um, encounter. I had no idea how hard building this business, being a Christian coach, a life coach, an author, a business coach was going to be. No idea. Thank God he didn't tell me. I would have kept moses <laughs> Yeah. I mean, think of all the times that Paul could have... Uh listened to those hurling stones of words mm-hmm. from people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You, you're the one that used to put us in jail for loving Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're going to come back and send us letters and write and preach to us about that. This is the way when you used to be so against it, he could have right. quit. He could have been, Oh God, not me. <laughs> I have nothing to say. No one's going to listen to me. Mm-hmm. But see, what happens is God takes the submitted heart. Yes. 
And if we can get to a place where we can become so surrendered to the power of the cross, see, we're not surrendering to what we can foresee that is possible within us. We're surrendering to something so much bigger than us. We're surrendering to a cross. We're surrendering to a place that Jesus already won the battle. Mm, Yes. Okay. He's out in front of us. He already won the battle for us to be able for the things that when we open our mouth, it's a weapon. When we open our mouth and testify of what Jesus has done and he, and we're being obedient to what he's called us to do, it's his spirit and his power that flows out through us. So his will will be done. It's not about, did they hear me? Did I speak properly enough? Because it's not about us. <laughs> we got to take the focus off us. And as, as, as warrior Queens in God's army, being obedient is, it's just not about us. It's not about perfection. Our influence is the impact of what Jesus is going to do in their lives. Amen. And with, you know, if Jesus used the word of God to vanquish the enemy, how much more do we need to use the word of God to vanquish the enemy and the, you know, heal our trauma, our wounds, our past our mistakes, to empower us to thrive through the hard, to grow through the embarrassments of the mistakes that we've made. How much more, ladies, do we need it? And almost every single day, I am writing out scripture, either in my journal, on my day planner, Yeah, I have a biblical vision board in my bathroom with scripture all over it that I pray every day. That was the second book that I wrote was how to create a biblical vision board for your God-inspired dreams and goals. We We are missing the most powerful tool on this planet if we are not speaking the word of God out of our mouths every day. If we are not praying, Lord, gird me with strength as your word says, Lord, please help me wisely move through this day with wisdom and good counsel from the Holy Spirit. If we in the midst of the hard and the chaotic aren't saying, Lord, help me to tap into your peace, which dwells within me, we are literally holding ourselves back. Here's the thing, ladies, if you're sitting there praying, give me peace, Jesus, give me peace. Guess what? That is a prayer. He will not answer. Why? Because he's already answered it. If you are in Christ Jesus, it is inside of you. It is now, it is now between you and Jesus to learn how to tap into that. That was one of the most, when I heard that from the very first um, Christian coach that I worked with, I, it was just a revelation of like opening to me. Why did I live with fear and anxiety and depression? Because the peace of Christ is within me. Why? Because I'm trying to control and manipulate everything to be the way I want it to be. I'm trying to ensure an outcome that I have no control over. I am not saying to Jesus, I release control of the circumstances of my life into your hands to craft as you so choose. We need to acknowledge that we have no control over anything. 
our power, we're literally powerless. We truly are. But God, but I am now a Christ follower. But now I can pray for angel armies to be sent out on my behalf. I can pray Psalm 91 every single day, which I do, ladies. I have a cultivated prayer, Psalm 91. It is on my biblical vision board and I pray it every day. Are you asking? Because here's the thing. God, literally Jesus said, here's how to pray. Pray for your daily bread. Pray for your daily protection. Why do we have to do that? Because God wants us to know we are dependent on him. I would truly like to just be like, hey, God, let's just you know, cover me in protection from now until the end. And that's the last time I'm going to pray about that. That is not how it works, ladies. We must rebuke the devourer in the name of Jesus Christ. We must pray, Malachi. We must say, Lord Jesus, you are my good shepherd. Please rebuke the devourer away from our harvest of blessings. Please cause the enemy to flee in seven different directions away from me and cause what the enemy and the locusts had eaten and destroyed to be returned to me sevenfold this year. And if you're not praying that and you're complaining and, and walking around going, why do I not have blessings from God? Well, there's the answer. And I'm sorry, I'm stepping on toes, but that's what I did. Amen. But that's the, I missed out on it for decades. I missed out on the inheritance the blessings, the inheritance in this life and the life to come, I was missing out. And if I can do anything, help someone else not to miss out, someone else to walk through their day thriving in the midst of the hard, then I have accomplished something so great. And I'm so grateful for that. Yes. It's like what you were talking about, the promised land. God can deliver us to the promised land and give us the manna that we need every single day. Mm-hmm. But it's still our choice yes. to take the manna and be grateful for it. Amen. Or we can get to the promised land. We can struggle, struggle, struggle. And then God finally come through and deliver us to that place where we have everything. We were delivered from the enemy. We crossed over the Jordan, right? But it's still our decision every single day to say, I am not going to live the life of being fearful and anxious Mm -hmm. and doubtful and insecure and unsure. No. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do the same patterns of behavior where I was fearful for my life or fearful about my marriage. No, I'm cutting it off. I crossed that Jordan. God drew a line in the sand. So I'm going to align myself to his truth and keep that down because I've crossed over. I no longer operate like the old me in this new place. I operate sure-footed yes amen and the the the, if we can keep that upon our the forefront of our minds i mean write it on your mirror write it in a journal write it wherever you need to so that you can adopt that every single day and rush into that new truth 
See, God, God is doing a move for new growth. I wrote a whole chapter on it in my book. Mm-hmm. But if if we don't know how to stay in the new the place of the promised land where the new growth happens, because we want to, we haven't uprooted those habits of staying stuck in our minds. What are we actually doing? We're controlling. We're not surrendering that Jesus is the Lord of our life. We're still wanting us to be our own leader. That's not, that's not submission. That's not you. Like Leah was saying, you can't pray and ask God for peace and then not obey and submit to the King of peace. That's right. And that's why God says, you know, cast all your cares, but we cast them and then we pick them up and we start trying to manipulate and worry and work over them. And that begins to wire our brains for depression and anxiety. You know, God's word is a healing balm. It is transformation, right? But if we're going to, if we're going to speak it, then we must believe it and be it. We can't just say like I did for decades. Oh yes. You know, I, I, I love Jesus. You know, well, why don't you act like it instead of speaking like a truck driver with a nasty mouth complaining and draining? God says, you know, dwell on the things that are good, right, lovely, true, right? Well, what's true? His word. You know, he says, let no complaint come out of your mouth, but that you will worship and praise the Lord and pray for that, which he already knows that you need, and then put your hand to the plow and do not look back, right? Luke, I mean, that is, if you read that whole verse, Jesus said, put your hand to the plow and do not look back for those who look back are not fit for the kingdom, Right. And when we keep looking back and saying, you know, oh, well, what was me? I was this person. I was a broken person. I'm no good. I'm unworthy. La, 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 la. Like, no wonder I wasn't fit for the kingdom. I was so mired in my own brokenness. No, I needed the word of God to rewire my brain. I needed to fixate on the Lord. I needed to fixate and fix my eyes on the creator, on Jesus. And stop falling on my face, looking around to see how I can manipulate things. Yeah, there's a there's a story that we, it's easy to tell ourselves that, well, it's my life. I only get to live one time. I'm going to make it the best and happiness I and do everything I want to do. Mm. No, you don't. This is when you, when you, when you say yes to Jesus, come in my heart, live and be the King and Lord of my life. This is no longer your life. That's right. And that's not, that's not a bad thing. You're not saying you're, you don't, when you come into the kingdom of heaven and you serve him, you're not losing yourself. You're losing your flesh. Mm-hmm. See in Psalm 139, it talks about God knew you before you were knit in your mother's mm-hmm. womb. So when we get to a place where we surrender completely the plans, the goals, the, well, this is my personality. I don't want to lose it. This is all the good things, you know, stop fearing for once right? (laughs) because there's no fear in in love. Perfect, perfect love casts out fear. So, and because Jesus knows who we are, because 
he made us, then he knows every intricate detail of our lives. So he's going to use how he made us mm-hmm. in his purpose. Yes. So there's no fear in losing in submitting our plans to him yes. because he, he will use all of it for his glory in a so much bigger, more fulfilling way than we can even imagine. Amen to that. I will, you know, no matter what happens in this journey, you know, for me, I am so blessed beyond measure. I am blessed beyond what I deserve. And that doesn't mean that it hasn't been hard. So there's a, there's, there's a difference like the hard of this world, but yet the joy of serving God and magnifying his name and linking arms with amazing women and watching their lives change and being a part of that. You know, when we surrender and when we submit ourselves to God's transformation and change, we become that which is so much better than we can even imagine. It, we, you know, yes, God is going to chasten us. Yes, he's going to prune us. Yes, he's going to put us through the refiner's fire and we're going to come out as this sparkling silver thread in the tapestry of God's kingdom agenda. And I want to be the sparkling thread in God's kingdom agenda. And I know that women want that. They want to sparkle. They want to shine. They want to have the joy of the Lord. And that means in the midst of even my tears, I know that he is there. Even in the midst of me wondering what's going to happen next, he is with me. He, He has plans that are for me, but ultimately he understands that I want his kingdom agenda above mine. And when that happens, the blessings that happen, yeah, they're different than the worldly things, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't provide for me. I am abundantly blessed. I am an American woman in, you know, America. I know I'm blessed. I know I have privilege, you know, knowing that I'm here to serve and magnify his name and be a contributor to, you know, lives being transformed and you know, families being healed, we can all be a part of that. Whether or not you're a clerk at the grocery store or, you know, secretary at school or a teacher, or you know, it doesn't matter where we are. We are created for such a time as this. We are created to have that aura of Christ, to be that fragrant aroma. And when we shine with boldness, when we boldly stand for God's truth and justice, then we're a part of revival and cities being changed, worlds being changed. But it starts here first with us, putting the word in us, speaking it, being with God for a few minutes every morning, and then sharing that. Absolutely. God isn't only going to use you if you have, if you feel like you have learned it already or have arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. We're all still, we're not perfect. And that's like, he is made perfect through us and through every trial that we face, we get to have his exceeding joy mm-hmm. and peace and endurance that comes through that right in the center of whatever is going on in your life. I know that more often 
than not. God wants me to open my mouth, get in the word and use it and help Mm. people right when I'm in the middle of the same storm. Mm. And every time I have been obedient to do that, he has worked. Like I have gotten so many messages from women being, thank you so much. You said that at the perfect time. I really Mm -hmm. needed to do that, to hear that God moved in their hearts. And I just know it's just encouraging because I know God wouldn't have been able to touch them in that way. Or, you know, for me to like awaken them to him in that moment, if I had delayed. Yes. If I had thought, well, I'm just as low as dirt right now. I can't even <laughs> I have no overcoming thing in me right now. But if we can lay down those lies and believe the truth that wherever you are, if you get in the word, he is the one transforming and moving through you to do the impossible. Amen. And that's enough. It's simple. Just take the action to seek his face, to seek his will. It's Matthew 6. Seek him, seek his kingdom, and all these things will be added to you. Amen. Or Matthew 7. Sorry. I love it. Leah, thank you so much for sharing. How can we get in touch with you? Instagram, Bursting with Blessings. My website, BurstingWithBlessings.com. My Facebook, Leah Mason Virgin. I noticed how you have Mm. a a coaching Bible study course Mm. on being called worthy and forgiven. Can you talk Mm. a little bit about that? Oh yeah. Um, You know, because for me, I find that women, including myself, hold on to this identity, right? We have a residual identity, right? The residual identity prior to salvation is the brokenness, the shame, the embarrassment. And that is what holds us back from boldly speaking God's word and standing for his truth and walking in our gifts and talents and really embracing the God-inspired dreams and goals that he is calling us to. He wants us to have a kingdom impact. And wherever your season of life is, whether your season of life is, you know, toddlers at foot and you're building your home and you're building into these toddlers, or whether you're building a business in the online space, or whether you're a career uh, woman, it, it doesn't matter. We are called in different times to different things. And we often hang on, like I did for decades, to the residual idea, you know, what the enemy wanted me to believe is that, you know, I grew up in a toxic, abusive home and therefore I'm broken. I'm sinful. I made really, really poor choices in my childhood, my teen years, my college years, all those things. And that I don't deserve to be called qualified and go forth to co-create with him. We also need to understand that Christ paid such a high price. Who are we to tell Jesus no? Who are we to say, I'm sorry, you paid for all of my sins, past, present, and future, but I'm going to hang on to my brokenness. I'm going to hang on to the lie of the enemy, and I'm not going to obey you. 
Because that's what I said for decades. Delayed obedience is disobedience. I was not in God's perfect will. I was in his permissible will as a nurse and doing all these things as a mother and a wife and, you know, all those things. Yeah, I was in permissible will, but I was not in God's perfect will. And once I realized it is my, it is my active worship for his great sacrifice to say, I am forgiven and free. I am worthy in Christ Jesus now, and I will go forth and I will be obedient to the calling that he has given me. I will be obedient to multiply the talents and the gifts that he has given me. I will embrace this idea that I am a city builder. I am Shira who built three cities. I am the Proverbs 31 woman who goes out into the town and delivers my goods. I work with everyone. I know the politics of the land. I am contributing and co-creating with him. That is our active worship every day to say thanks. We can never say thanks enough, right? So we need to actively worship. But because of the trauma of our past and You know, if you have 40 plus years of trauma like I did, you have to rewire your brain. I mean, I'm a nurse. I understand the way the neural network works. We must rewire our brains. We must speak the word of God. We must act in accordance with it so that we can start rebuilding and healing. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, it just, it's one and done. I just pray for healing and it magically happens. I'm sorry, ladies. Here's, here's a hard fact. The majority of the time, God wants you to become the miracle, meaning he wants you to become that which you are praying for. Meaning he wants to work in you. He wants to chasten you. He wants to prune you. He wants to have you dig so deep into scripture and prayer and spend time with him in such a way that you are literally transformed. Your words are transformed. You are healed. He will guide you to the healing counselors, psychologists, healing tools, coaches, mentors, you name it. I mean, I, it is amazing. Once you start asking God, how do I heal? How do I grow? How do I, how do I believe everything that you have said and become a woman of worth for the high calling in Christ Jesus? I'm running only one race. It's my race. No one else is here. I don't need to worry about anybody else. I keep my eyes fixed on him. Right? So that's how that course came out of the It came out of my journey Mm. to serve into others who are having a really hard time with that daily feeling of God called me. I'm forgiven and free and I'm worthy to be. Therefore, I shall. If we're we're not making mistakes, we're we're not being transformed enough. Right. It's so true. It's so true because he is going to, and we often learn the most out of our mistakes. We learn the most out of, you know, uh, out of embarrassing situations for me. It's truly like, I'm like, oh, I really would prefer not to have to go through these hardships to end up writing a book about it or doing a live training about it. Can I just like read about it one time and just talk about it without going through it. Right. Right. (laughs) I remember 
I mean, I remember growing up in a wonderful, beautiful family and picture perfect family and just really feeling like I had it all together and I never made a mistake before. And then God took me through a season of, uh, I lost my husband. Like I got divorced and it, like it happened to me and I couldn't fix it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he said, you know what? I'm going to use this. Mm. Trust me. Mm. And he did. He did. He, he was able to, God was able to, when I lost it all, he was able to use that space of relying upon him at Mm. such a deep level that there was no more Laura holding it together. (laughs) Yes. It's It's Jesus glue. It's going to be, yes. (laughs) Like a, like a vase of glass base that's been shattered as Jesus glue and bringing all those pieces back together. He's like, I'm going to make a new Laura and I'm going to put inside of it only what I'm going to shine through it. And he had to rewrite my whole identity yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I had, he wasn't going to be able to do that if I didn't trust him, but I didn't yeah. surrender. And by mm-hmm. doing so, I now have a testimony of his faithfulness that he never left me nor forsook me. And he never kicked me out on the, to the curb because of what happened in, and he made a story in my life that is relatable because Mm -hmm. I was, I never before felt like I could actually impact anybody. Mm. And now I know the trauma. I know the pain. I know what it takes to be single for so long and try to raise kids on your own and just, (laughs) some really hard things that I've been through and learning how to take those tears that he uses for his glory and his power and his kingdom. Yeah. And that he's, he can use anybody anywhere. He loves you. He he doesn't change how how he views you. Mm -mm. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you so much for your time. Pray that a hedge protection around your family. Thank you. A sevenfold blessing upon your ministry in Jesus' name. And the the prayers that you've been asking for, that God would gird up your faith to believe for more Mm. because it's coming. That the the doors you've been knocking on would be opened. The doors you don't need to go through, he would close. Mm. You'd have clear direction on a straight and narrow path. Yeah. Or you're going to have me crying. (laughs) You and your husband would have more unity and more intimacy, Jesus. And um, yeah, just pray, pray for blessing over your life. Thank you so much for sharing, for showing up, for being faithful to him that and acknowledging with humility that the only reason that you can show up is because of what he's done and how he's transformed you. Just Mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you for being available. Thank you for him. Appreciate you. All right. Love you, sis.